Community of Hope, God bless you. I am so excited about today and about what the Lord is doing. Now, you know we've been in this season uh, of finishing strong, that uh, the word and the series we've been in uh, since November has been finished strong. and talking about finishing strong in various ways. And, and the last part of the Finish Strong series is Hustle Strong, but that's going to be next Sunday. Uh, because today on this Sunday uh, before Christmas, uh, I wanted to take a pause in the Finish Strong series uh, just to be able to share with you that greater is coming, that greater is coming. I've come to give you a word of encouragement today that greater is coming. Uh, the, uh, Luke, the second chapter, Luke, the second chapter, the first verse, uh, is the Christmas story. You all know the story. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Uh, this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. My brothers and sisters, I ask you to join me in a word of prayer, because this is the word I want to share with you for the day. Greater is coming. Let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. But most of all, we thank you, God, for your word. Now, God, grab a hold of me. Use me to your honor, to your glory. And I thank you, God, for you shall get the glory out of the sharing of this word. Save somebody. Heal somebody. Set the captive free. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Greater is coming. So we find ourselves uh, uh, in Luke and we find ourselves uh, navigating uh, what we all know is the Christmas story, the Christmas narrative. You all know that Mary and Joseph were engaged and then uh, 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 God told Mary uh, that uh, God was going to birth his own son through Mary. You all know that Joseph was told in a dream uh, that what God was doing, and so Joseph went ahead with the plan. They were living in Nazareth at the time. And then here we find ourselves in Luke, the second chapter, and the Bible says Caesar Augustus, uh, Caesar Augustus called for everybody in the whole Roman Empire uh, to go to their own home city and to be counted for the census. Now, I, I want you to understand that one of the things I love about the Christmas season, especially about the Advent season, the season or the period of 
time that's leading up to Christmas is it does cause us to reflect on the fact that greater is coming. Uh, that while everything may not be happening the way we want, life may not be going the way we want, that God has a plan and God has greater in store for you. And so I've come to encourage somebody in the middle of a pandemic. I've come to encourage somebody while you're sitting there trying to figure out what's going to happen, how things are going to move, living with uncertainty in your life. I've come by to give you a word as we move towards Christmas this week that greater is coming. Now, one of the first things I want you to understand when greater is coming is that the administration can't beat the proclamation. The administration can't beat the proclamation. What gets me, the first verse in that second chapter talks about how Caesar Augustus called for the whole Roman world to be counted, to be a census. What would happen would be that the Roman Empire, they would take a census so that they could then take taxes, so that they could take taxes. Because you have to remember that Mary and Joseph were not Roman. Roman, they were Jews, but the Jews had been conquered by the Romans. And when the Romans went and they conquered the place, or they conquered the place, and then they taxed the place. They let you do some of the stuff the way you used to do it, but they would tax the place, and it would have to come up under Roman authority. And to somebody today, I, I need you to be clear, and I need you to understand that I don't care what the administration is, the administration can't beat, can't override God's proclamation. Uh, the, the, the thing I love about this story was that God had told Mary, God had told Joseph uh, that a child was being born through them, that God had told them that God was doing something special in them. But in the middle of all that God was doing, all of a sudden Caesar Augustus decides that Caesar wants to do some stuff. And you picture uh, what it must have felt like uh, that here you are, Joseph, you got Mary uh, helping uh, to, to be able to take care of uh, a child that's not yours, but it's God's. And, and now you've got to ride with this pregnant woman, take this pregnant woman on this trip back to your home because Caesar wants to count you for taxes. You've got to understand that I don't care what the administration is, but God's proclamation over your life, God's word over your life will override that. How do I know it'll override that? Because think about it. Uh, in the middle of this story, uh, Caesar Augustus was the big name of that moment. That in the middle of that story, that Caesar Augustus was the one that was in charge. In the middle of that story, uh, that Caesar Augustus was the one that could tell the whole Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was so big that folks said that the sun did not uh, uh, set or, or, or rise uh, on the Roman Empire. That, that at some point, because of how big it is, it was always sunny in the Roman Empire. But here you go, Caesar Augustus is supposed to be the main player in the story, but the truth be told, uh, that he became a bit player in the narrative uh, because this baby was the one who became uh, the, the, the one who would mean so much to the world. Uh, that Caesar Augustus is a footnote in this story over 2,000 years later, but Jesus is the one that we still talk about. You've got to understand, I don't care what the administration, I don't care if it's a Trump administration, and, and I thank God the shifting of that administration, uh, but and not even the Biden administration is going to be able to do everything you needed to do, but you You've got to understand that you never rest your full hopes in the administration, but you rest your hopes in the proclamation. And the proclamation is that God said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. The, the proclamation is, is that God sent Jesus to be able to do everything you need. And the proclamation is that there's, there's one to be born that's going to make all this. The proclamation is greater 
is coming. And so I want you to understand, uh, don't you get caught up in what the administration is, the administration on your job or the administration at your school or the administration in your community. Uh, don't you get caught up on who seems to be so in power because I want to let you know that I know one that sits high and looks low and God is the one whose proclamation will always override the administration. Uh, the second thing I need you to understand that we can learn from Mary and Joseph in this a very familiar story as even if they don't make room for you, God will get it done. Uh, that even if they don't make room for you, God will get it done. Something that's always been very interesting for me is that if you look at the story, what you will find is, and we always see it on Christmas, we got what we call the nativity scene, that we've got uh, this nice little cute picture of Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus in a manger and nice little sanitized animals around them and then the shepherds are there and the wise men are there. But the truth be told, uh, this was a horrible kind of a situation. Can you picture travel? traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem, uh, you make this long trip, uh, but yet and still then uh, they don't have room for you there. Uh, can you picture that you've got your wife who's pregnant? Can you picture you married and you pregnant? I'm talking about about to drop the baby pregnant and they won't make room for you. Not just they can't find room for you, but nobody will take you in. I mean, I would assume that if a woman was pregnant in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a culture that was based on hospitality, that some Somebody would have told them, look, we can make some space for you because we see that you're pregnant. Joseph, we see that your wife is pregnant and that you're, you're not even your wife. But, but I think that sometimes people will keep you out because of your situation. Because you've got to remember uh, that Mary and Joseph weren't married, uh, that the, the, the they were engaged and Mary was already pregnant. Uh, so in other words, that she was pregnant outside of wedlock. And so you here you have this uh, a, a couple, this unordinary kind of a couple of this going trying to find room and, and not just there was no room for them in the end uh, but nobody would make room for them and, and somebody you feel like that that you're getting caught up with the fact that folks don't want to make room for you that on the job they don't want to make room for you at the table that, that in the community they want to make room for you that and when there's opportunity they don't want to make room for you but I want to tell you today that don't you get so caught up on who's not making room for you that you miss what God is doing in you and through you. And you've got to understand that God's going to get it done. God's going to get it done. It may not look the way you think it should look, but God has a plan and God's going to get it done. I, I don't understand why God would sit there and have Mary have to give birth to baby Jesus in a manger. That's a stable, y'all. That's where animals live. That, that Jesus' first crib was a manger. That's a trough. That's what animals eat out of. And, and here you, I would think that if I'm Joseph, if I'm Mary, if God has come and told me that God's doing a work in me, that God is going to have me in the palace somewhere giving birth. I would think if I was Mary that, that, that God was going to have me in the finest of, of, of accoutrement, that God was going to have me in one of the finest uh, uh, places to be able to be. But no, he here you find yourself uh, in a stable because nobody will make room for you. But you've got to understand that what God was trying to do, uh, God had to make a statement in what God was doing so that nobody could 
feel uh, that God has sent that baby just for those who were in high position, but God sent Jesus uh, for the lowest of the low. And so Jesus was born in low circumstances so that everybody could know they had access to Jesus. I, I don't know about you, but that's good news because I, I didn't grow up uh, in, in the highest of the high. I didn't grow up uh, with a silver spoon in my mouth. And it's good for me to know uh, that Jesus was not born in the palace, my God, but Jesus was born in the stable and, and therefore it means that Jesus can deal with some messy situations because Jesus has been in the middle of mess all his life and, and, and I'm so glad uh, that, that you've got to understand that even though they're not making room for you that God is still getting it done. That even though uh, they're not uh, making room for you that God is still working the work and don't you lose sight of the bigger picture of what God's doing. So if they don't make room for you, tell them that's alright because you'll make room for me later because when God gets through with me, my God Jesus, huh, that God is going to do the work that's going to have all the benefit. And so the second thing is even if they don't make room for you, uh, that God will get it done. But the third thing I want you to know and I want you to get discouraged is that help is on the way. That's right. If you understand that greater is coming, you've got to understand that help is on the way. Here you have Mary and Joseph in the stable. Mary has just given birth uh, to baby Jesus uh, in a stable. Uh, that she's wrapped him in, in, in swaddling clothes and lied him and laid him in a manger. He's sitting there in a manger, and, and the Bible says at the same time that there were shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And it said, and the angel of the Lord came down, and, and, and the glory of the Lord showed round about them, and they were terrified. And, and it said that the angel told them, look, don't you be worried. I just need to let you know that a baby has been born today, and, and you're going to know it because you're going to go, and you're going to find the baby in what? Uh, the stable. You're going to find the baby, in, and it's lying in a manger. And, and, and I want y'all to help because she's, you can see, I don't understand how God's plan worked. You see, uh, God uh, uh, had the angel go to the shepherds. You've got to understand that shepherds were a dirty profession. And, and, and so therefore God uh, couldn't have Jesus be born in the temple uh, because uh, shepherds were unclean and would have to go through a ceremonial cleansing before they could get into the temple. The, 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 the shepherds uh, couldn't go into the palace or the rich people. They wouldn't have been welcomed there. Uh, but a shepherd is real cool in a stable. A shepherd uh, doesn't feel any kind of way going to a stable because a shepherd is used to dealing with animals. A shepherd is used to dealing with sheep. A shepherd fits in in the stable. God had the angels come to the shepherds and tell them that this baby is being born and it's going to be the Messiah's come uh, for, for you and for all of the world. It's going to be a blessing to the world. They started singing a song and, and, and the shepherds went uh, to the stable and they found Jesus lying in the manger. Now, now here's what I, I want you to get because uh, also uh, uh, while the shepherds were getting sung to, uh, the wise men uh, from the east the wise men who are far off, uh, the wise men saw a star and they started uh, to start packing up and getting things in order for their trip because they realized that the star that shone at the same time uh, was uh, uh, symbolizing the, the birth of the Messiah. And they knew they had to get there with the resource and they came bearing gifts. Now, I want you to get this because here's where a lot of people mess up. The shepherds went to Mary and told Mary what the angel said. The shepherds came with encouragement but no provision.
Now, uh, here you got Mary and Joseph uh, in a manger, in a stable, uh, couldn't even get a room in the inn, couldn't even get a room in the hotel, had to give birth to the baby in a manger, and God sends them shepherds first and, and not wise men with the money. I would have thought, I would have been excited if God had sent the money first, the provision first, and the encouragement second. Uh, but you've got to understand that sometimes God will send the encouragement before God sends the provision. And the challenge for many of us is uh, that we're so caught up in what we need uh, that, 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 that we minimize, minimize the impact of the encouragement. That God is sending folks to encourage you who don't necessarily have the resources to provide for you. And, and, and you getting all on Instagram talking about uh, if, 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 if you ain't bringing me no money this year, if you ain't a cash app in me, or if you ain't paying none of these bills, then you can't ride with me. But the reality is that God has different people in your life for different reasons. And sometimes the encouragement comes before the provision because God just wants you to understand that greater is coming. And God wants to get you to have a word for your life to understand what God is doing and to confirm to you what God is doing. That God sent the shepherds by to tell Mary and to tell Joseph that some angels lit up the sky and even had a choir concert uh, to let us know that that baby you've got is a special baby. Uh, I would picture that was a wonderful thing to be able to hear, especially when you got into a, a, a situation in which you had to give birth in a stable. Uh, I, I would picture that you must have been thinking, did I get it wrong? Did, was my dream wrong? Was what I heard wrong? But, but yet here come some shepherds to say the angels came to us and they gave a word of encouragement. And the Bible says that Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. In other words, Mary took the encouragement and put it in a place huh, and held it in a place huh, because encouragement huh, will give you the strength to make it huh, when provision has run out. Huh, that if you've got a word, my God, huh, from the Lord huh, to let you know you're heading in the right direction huh, and let you know that greater is coming, huh, that can help you huh, because you've got to understand huh, the provision didn't come huh, until a few years. Huh, you've got to understand huh, that Joseph huh, had to get to work it huh, and by the time that the wise men got there. Uh, they got there. They didn't, get, they didn't get them in the manger. But the wise men got there a couple of years later and they met them at the house. That meant that Joseph had went to working. That went to Mary and Joseph and went to handling their business and taking care of Jesus and doing what they needed to do while God was doing what God needed to do. And I've come by to encourage somebody that greater is on the way. That's right. Greater is coming. I have come by with your provision, but I've come by with your encouragement that greater is coming. And if you understand it's on the way, then when the provision comes, you're not going to look at them like they're crazy. When the provision comes, you're going to understand that it is at the right time and the right season. God sent me by to tell you. I know it feels a little crazy. I know you're in the middle of a pandemic. I know you're in a quasi lockdown. I know that you're having issues on the job. I know you're having issues in your finances. I know you're dealing with issues in your relationship, but I've come by to encourage you in this Christmas season that greater is coming. And when God does what God is going to do, God is doing it not just for you. 
God is going to bless you, but God is going to bless everybody around you. And even if God is using you as an encourager in this season, even if you find yourself as a shepherd or you find yourself as a wise person, that I want you to understand that the very ones you're going to encourage, the very ones you're going to help with provision, uh, that God is going to use that situation to bless you. Because what? Because Jesus will be the savior of them all. That baby they were taken care of would grow up to die on a cross for them. Because what? Greater was coming. God would raise him from the dead. Why? Because greater was coming. In this Christmas season, as we're heading towards Christmas, don't spend all your money on gifts. Don't put yourself in no debt. But you hold on, because greater is coming. And I promise you, God has a plan. Community of Hope, I love you today. And my greatest word I've got for you as we are finishing this year off strong is that greater is coming. Now, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your situation may be. But I do know everybody here needs a Savior. And I do know that Jesus is the reason for this season. Don't you ever take the Christ out of Christmas because then Christmas has no power and Christmas has no greater and Christmas has no possibility. But when the Christ is in Christmas, then it means that Jesus the Christ, Jesus who died on the cross, was raised from the dead, that you could be saved, has the power to be able to be a blessing to you. Why? Because one of the best gifts of Christmas was one that God gave over 2,000 years ago. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Won't you accept the gift today? You know, it would be crazy if on Christmas as a child, my parents had told me there was a big gift for me under the tree. It was everything I ever needed. And yet, it had my name on it, and I decided I didn't want it. And I walked away from it. Somebody, that's what salvation is for you. Don't walk away from the gift. It's already been purchased. It's already been wrapped on a tree. It's waiting for you. All you've got to do is accept it. If you accept Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of your life, acknowledge that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. Today's your day. Won't you accept Christ into your life? Or you may already be saved, but you need a church home. Won't you make Community of Hope your church? We want you today to get connected to us. If you're not saved, you need a church home, just need to rededicate your faith. Make decision for Christ today. Today is your day and this is your moment. Right there in the chat area, there's a link that's coming up that you can click on, or you can type Hope Decision. Text the word Hope Decision, one word, to 474747. Hope Decision to 474747. And we want to get connected to you. A link will come up, and you just fill out a brief form so that we can follow up with you and get you plugged in uh, to things here at Community of Hope. Look, if you decided to give your life to Christ or to make Community of Hope your church home or even to rededicate your faith, I just want to pray with you. Matter of fact, I want you to repeat a prayer after me. It's my words, but your faith, won't you? Won't you repeat after me? Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I accept Jesus 
as the Lord and the Savior of my life. And I thank you, God, today that I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Look, if you prayed that prayer with me, if, if you're accepting Jesus for the first time, won't you just click that link or text Hope Decision, Hope Decision to 474747. Hope Decision to 474747. We thank God for what all that God has done this year. We thank God most of all that greater is coming. Now, Community of Hope Church family, I pray you have an amazing, amazing Christmas day believing for God's hand to just bless you and your family. I know it'll be a little bit different. I need y'all to be safe. I need y'all to be sound. I need y'all to stay in, uh, that you're not going to be able to travel like you usually do. You're not going to be able to connect with as many people as you usually do. You're not going to be able to uh, hit all the houses you usually do. Uh, let's stay safe, but we understand that we're staying safe. Why? Because greater is coming. Look, you still have time to give. I thank God for all of you who have already given. You still have time to give. You can give in several ways, whether it's a, a dollar sign, give COH on Cash App, or whether it's the GiveLify app, or whether it's in the link, or whether it's text to give, or whether you're even mailing your gift in. Whatever way you want to give, we'll be blessed to have you to give on today. And I just want to have a closing word of prayer and benediction as we go forward into this day, but into this week uh, with a celebration on our lips. A happy birthday, Jesus. Greater is coming. Come on, let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and our hearts have felt. I thank you, God, for Jesus. I thank you, God, for that baby who has meant the world to us. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide now henceforth and forever among these your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, COH. Have a super blessed Sunday. Have a super blessed week, and Merry Christmas. I love you.